Hey everyone, welcome to The Anxious Pineapple, a show dedicated to getting curious about our good friend anxiety. My name is Kayla Chorley, your host and anxious therapist. A friendly reminder that this podcast is in no way a substitute for therapy and does not constitute therapeutic advice. This is simply for informational purposes only. I encourage you to follow up with your own therapist or medical doctor for professional support and advice. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of The Anxious Pineapple. As always, I am thrilled to have you here with me. Last week, I had the pleasure of speaking with the lovely Carol Cavelli about mindfulness meditation. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. My own meditation practice has been a messy one, to say the least, and it's been full of ups and downs and lots of unlearning. I can recall my earliest experience with mindfulness meditation was about in my mid-20s. My mom and I decided to take a meditation course together, and I remember it being a bit of a disaster. We were told a number of things about meditation that are like super cliche and simply not true. Like our minds should be empty and void of any thoughts and we need to sit perfectly still. I can remember feeling so tense every time I went to practice because I was very fearful that I would do it wrong. And the fact that I could not, for the life of me, get my mind empty made me feel like I was a failure. Luckily, when I got to grad school, my understanding of mindfulness and meditation changed substantially. I kept reading all these papers on how amazing and beneficial mindfulness was, so it really encouraged me to re-examine my own practice. And I began to unlearn all of the things about meditation that I had been taught earlier. My practice continues to be one of trial and error, and it it is in no way perfect, and I'm learning to let go of that perfectionism I have tied to it. I continue to practice every day when I go for a walk or take a moment to quickly check in with myself. I'm all about the practicality of mindfulness, and I truly believe it's a wonderful way to reconnect with yourself. Now, on today's episode, Carol is going to share a bit about what mindfulness meditation is, and she's going to dispel some of the common misconceptions around the practice, as well as share practical ways you can incorporate it into your life and also provide you with different resources you can access to get started. As a bonus, Carol also leads a guided meditation during this episode, so you can try it and see if it's a good fit for you. Whether you are a seasoned meditator or just starting out, this episode is for you. Now, before we begin, let me share a bit about Carol's background. Carol Cavelli is a licensed clinical social worker and psychotherapist with an online practice serving clients all across New York and New Jersey in the United States. She specializes in helping women in their 50s through what she refers to as their midlife awakenings so they can find their truth and live a fuller life. Carol earned her Master of Social Work from Fordham University in New York, and she believes everyone deserves to be free from the emotional obstacles that prevent them from living a fulfilling life. All right, let's do this. 
Hi, Carol. Welcome to the Anxious Pineapple. Hi, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited that you're here. I feel like mindfulness is such a buzzword right now. And I see it and I hear it everywhere. And I know that listeners are are probably curious about what it means. So I'm really pumped that you can kind of explain it to us today. Yeah. Um, mindfulness, mindful awareness. You're right. It's, it's everywhere. It's be mindful of this, be mindful of that. But what really mindful mindfulness or mindful awareness is, it's being it's being fully present in the moment. So what does that mean? That means you are in your environment, you are present in where you are, where your body is, Um, the thoughts aren't flying around your mind, you're just fully present with what's happening in your environment, with openness to it and curiosity, and really without judgment. That's, that's mindfulness. I love that. I feel like so many of us get caught up in like worry about the future, like anxiety, right? Yeah. Or even even the past, like a lot of us ruminate or think about things that we've done or things that have happened to us. And so we really get stuck in the past and the future. But for a lot of us being kind of in the present is a bit of a challenge. Absolutely. Especially with anxiety. But even even if you don't have anxiety, you are thinking that your mind is wired to just continue to roll, 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 you know, whether you're thinking about what you have to do next or what you already did. And of course, if you have anxiety, that will feed the anxiety. Absolutely. I have a friend who is a big yogi. And she said mm-hmm. the hardest pose for her was always Shavasana, that that pose mm-hmm. at the end where you're laying still, because it was really difficult for her to to keep her mind focused on the present. Right. It's so easy to be like, oh, what do I have to do next? Or yeah. like, what am I having for dinner or right? So exactly. I, I totally get that. Our mind is kind of constantly going. So I'm curious, Carol, is there a difference between mindfulness and meditation? Meditation is the uh, practice of mindfulness. So as you meditate, you are actually learning to be mindful. And then you take that practice, your brain incorporates that. And as you go into life, you find you become more, more mindful. I love that. You know, I find for myself that I... I almost see meditation as kind of this this tool that helps to cultivate the mindfulness, right? I, I sense yes. that's what you're saying there. And um, th- there's so many different ways to practice meditation nowadays, I feel like. You know, traditionally, I think when I think of meditation, I, I think of sitting there and being still. But I feel like there's there's alternatives to that. Is is that true? Absolutely. Uh, a lot of times people I work with, I will ask them, you know, do you meditate? Have you ever tried it? And they say, oh, my gosh, I can't do that. I can't make my mind blank. I can't just not think about nothing. And well, it, it's not that. But also mm-hmm. there are other ways to practice meditation. There is walking meditation. There is what, where you're walking and you're taking in your environment and really just focusing on what's going around going on around you. Um, there's guided meditation, uh, which can be visualization or not. There's mantras. Um, th- there's all different 
types of meditation. It's just finding what you connect with and not everybody connects with the same type. Yes. And I think that's important to remember because I remember my first taste of meditation. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like it works for me. But the fact Mm -hmm. that there's so many different opportunities to practice and different ways of doing it, I think makes it more accessible to everyone. Absolutely. I mean, there are websites, there are apps. I mean, if you, if you look, you can find different ways to, to meditate. It's awesome. It's amazing. That's great. Now, I'm curious about your own practice. How did you get passionate about mindfulness? What makes you excited about it? Oh, gosh, well, I started, I started meditation Oh, gosh, I'd say almost 30 years ago, um, actually, in my own therapy, when you know I was dealing with anxiety, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't called meditation, they called it just a relax, a guided relaxation exercise. So I started, I was given like a tape, this is how long ago it was, <laughs> given a consent tape of just a guided relaxation. So I would do that over and over and over. And over the years, I would be in and out. I would, I would do meditation or I would, or I would, there were times where I wasn't doing it. And I would say about 10 years ago, I was just going through a lot of stress and, and it just dawned on me to really go back to doing meditation. There was more accessibility. I didn't just have that tape anymore. And <laughs> So I was able to, to go on websites and pull up guided meditations and I would do that on and off, but I would say that about the past five years, I made it into a daily practice. So I, I practice every single morning. That's great. I, you know, I appreciate you sharing your personal experience with it because I think so many of us can relate to that, especially with that anxiety piece and how this can be really helpful for that. Absolutely. On, on so many different levels. I mean, there is the, you you do the meditation and the meditation itself decreases the anxiety because you're focusing on what's happening in the present moment or, or the visualization or the, or the guided meditation. There's the in the moment benefit where you are feeling more relaxed, but there's a lot of long-term benefits to meditation that are backed by research and science. So meditation will It'll decrease your overall stress. It does help to control anxiety and depression. Um, it improves your overall emotional health, decreases your blood pressure, it helps with sleep. I mean, there's so many benefits. Um, mm-hmm. It even it changes uh, your responses in your brain and literally does change the structure of your brain. So it does, um, I believe it's, it, it, it thickens the gray matter of your brain. I think that was shown in research and what that controls is like your executive functioning, your emotional control, um, your, your memory, self-awareness. So there's a lot of long-term benefits of meditation as well as in the moment benefits. It sounds like it's like a win-win. Like it doesn't sound like there's anything negative about practicing mindfulness. Like it, it's just this tool that can be so helpful on multiple levels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, even you know, in the moment, it, mindfulness, so the meditation is the practice and it cultivates the mindfulness. And when you're in that space, you're 
so you think of terms of anxiety and your sympathetic nervous system being being triggered you know the meditation the mindfulness help to release or help to set in motion the parasympathetic nervous system which is the calming factor the calming mm-hmm. system in the body so there, there's a lot of um uh biological and neurological benefits to meditation you know i think so many of us are feeling ultimate stress this last year and a half of the pandemic and you know Mm -hmm. a lot of our lives have shifted substantially because of that and i feel like what you've really said here is that mindfulness and meditation might be a great tool to navigate those things all that stress that maybe so many of us are carrying, this would be a great tool to use to kind of alleviate some of that feeling. Absolutely. And I'd like to, if it's okay, take a moment to address some of the misconceptions that people have about meditation, because people think meditation, they think, oh, the woo stuff. Or, oh, like I said before, I have to get my mind blank. I can't erase my thoughts. And it's, it's really not that, right? So meditation is a practice. The practice is being present. So you're go- your mind is going to wander. You, you expect your mind to wander. It wanders, and then the practice is bringing it back. So if, if, if the meditation is, your, it's a, let's say it's a breath meditation, you're noticing your breathing and the sounds around you and, and what's happening in that moment, and your mind starts thinking about all the things you have to do next, you notice it. This was okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking my attention away from my breathing and I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm just going to let that thought pass by and just bring my attention back to my breath. And that's the practice, right? It's a meditation practice, not a meditation perfect. So mm-hmm. a lot of people imagine they're supposed to be sitting for hours doing this or they imagine, oh, gosh, I, I have to go in and just erase my mind. And, and they get all tense thinking about that. And it's not that. You expect your mind to wander and you bring it back and it goes back and forth. So it's learning a new skill. So if you pick up a new instrument that you've never played before, you, you're not going to play it like a prof- professional musician. Right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to have to you know, do things, do scales or, or do the skills and techniques over and over and over again. And, and it's... And then you build on it. And that's like meditation, right? The skill is going back and forth. Your mind wanders and you bring it back. Oh, I'm so happy you said that because I know my first taste of of meditation, I felt like I was failing at it. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I I couldn't get to that place of of complete thoughtlessness, if you will. I couldn't Mm -hmm. get to that space. And I felt like, I was supposed to reach this this epiphany or this uh, you met yes. like euphoria and this magical spot, and I just couldn't ever get there. So, I completely gave up my practice, thinking that I just I failed. I couldn't do it. I wasn't perfect enough in my practice, right? So, I know that so many people listening probably feel the same way about that. Absolutely, a lot of people say I I can't picture myself on the beach. <laughs> I just can't picture myself. You don't have to picture yourself on the beach and you don't have to do it for hours and hours and hours either. And that's the that's another misconception is people think I, I don't have an hour to just sit and do this. This is this feels like torture. It's like, well, it, you don't have to. You can do it for 
two minutes. You could do it for five minutes. You can do it for one minute. It's just taking a moment and noticing where you are, noticing how you're breathing. And then you, you know, take a couple of deep breaths, notice them and then just keep going. There's some really great meditation, short meditations online to, to help with that, but you could do as little as a couple of minutes. I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. and then you may want to build up on that. And some people do. I did. I started when I restarted meditation, I would start with five minutes and it was hard. <laughs> yes. Yes. Five minutes probably seems like a lifetime when you first get back to it. Yeah. I mean, do it for 30 seconds, set a timer and say, I'm, I'm just going to do this for 30 seconds. I'm going to sit and be and my thoughts are going to come in my head. I'm going to let them go by and just go back to just noticing where I'm at. And, and that's it. 30 seconds is up. <laughs> <laughs> I, that feels so much more doable than, you know, an hour or two, which, which I feel like is, like you said, such a misconception. So many of us have that idea in our heads that we have to sit cross-legged perfectly still for like hours in order to cultivate this. But the fact that you have said, you know, you can take just a few minutes sounds much more manageable and realistic. And you get the benefits. I mean, Mm -hmm. even doing it for a few minutes a day gives you the benefits. You don't, there's no, okay, you got to do this for, you know, two hours a day to get any benefit you're you're going to get benefits just from doing it for a few minutes at a time yes Yes, that's great now I'm curious how can the average person incorporate it into their day now you're saying we don't need an hour or two but but Mm -hmm. should we practice at a certain time or like how often should we practice like what does that look like yeah it, it really depends on what you're comfortable with. So I practice in the morning, you know, I would say within like the first 10 minutes I wake up, I I'm doing my meditation practice because for me, it, it gives me that little bit more of energy I need to kind of get up and, and get through my day. But that's me for Mm -hmm. other people. They may want to do it before they go to sleep or as they drift, drift off into sleep. That's okay. For other people, you could be at work, uh, either sitting at your desk or wherever you're at and just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to take a couple of minutes on, on my lunch and just, and just meditate. Just mm-hmm. take those few minutes to either, you know, pop in my guided meditation or, you know, notice my breath, you know, set my timer for a minute and, and do that. It really depends on, uh, on the individual, but I would say just experiment. Try at different times throughout the day and see what feels comfortable for you. Yes. So it it sounds very much like you can take it with you anywhere, right? You can do it at work. You can do it when you have a few minutes. It really depends Mm -hmm. how it fits into your schedule. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. No. I'm curious because you mentioned the word sleep. And I know sometimes when I practice, I do fall asleep. Is that a bad thing? Or is that something that we should just embrace? No, that's okay. Yeah, just embrace it. There are there are sleep meditations, there are meditations to help you with sleep. So yeah, absolutely embrace it. That's okay. It's Yeah, it's all good. 
<laughs> that's great. Because <laughs> again, you know, for so many of us, that brings on that feeling of failure, like, oh, man, I fell asleep during this. But I appreciate what you're saying is uh, that's okay. Perhaps that's what our body needs in that moment. Exactly. That's right. For some people, they find the meditation energizing. And for some people, they find it really relaxing and it helps them get to sleep. It's just what your body, your body knows what it needs. Now that that's a really nice segue into kind of my next question. I'm curious, is there a certain way we should feel when we're meditating? Like, should, should there be this big epiphany? Should there be this like wave of energy or relaxation that comes with it? There can be, that doesn't have to be. Um, It's, it's not about reaching a destination, right? Meditation is the journey. It's not about, oh, okay, I have to arrive at this place. I have to have this euphoria. It's meditation is the journey. So some, some people do some, some people meditate on uh, certain thoughts or ideas, or if they have a question, they may meditate specifically for that, you know, to find help within to find mm-hmm. the answer um but in general it's you know, again it's the journey so there isn't like an expectation you don't go into meditation with an expectation i like that i feel like so many of us with anxiety especially that perfectionism tendency mm-hmm. we feel like we need to get to that space like there is an end point there's a destination we have to get to it's like unlocking that next level but it sounds very much like that's that's not the case at all. Everyone's experience will be very personal to what they need in that moment. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, I, I know I've asked you a few questions here, but is there anything else that you would like to share about mindfulness or meditation before we try it? Sure. Um, what I just like to really um, come across with is there are so many resources to start a meditation practice, you don't have to go about it alone. I mean, there's, there's many apps, there's several apps. Um, there's websites. So, I mean, I started with uh, UCLA has a mindful awareness research center. So they, they do all this, all this research on mindfulness and meditation and on their site, um, uclahealth.org they have some free meditations and one of them is a five-minute breathing meditation that i recommend that meditation a lot to people who are just starting and you don't have to do the five minutes it's like oh five minutes but you don't have to do the five minutes um so that's an excellent resource also for information about mindful awareness um that's just the it's just a great site um um another resource so two apps that stand out to me um there's headspace uh people uh that seems to be pretty popular people like oh i've heard of headspace and and that's that gives more like the uh i'll say the practical use of of meditation it's a free trial and it's like a monthly fee but it's a it's meditation without as people say the woo woo stuff Right. Mm-hmm. But if you want the woo-woo stuff, <laughs> you can go to Insight Timer, which also has um, an array of free meditations. And they have, if you want to join, it's like, I think, $20 for a, a year. Um, their meditations do dip more into um, in the spiritual 
uh, end of it. But um, if you're into that, that's awesome. And if mm-hmm. you if you're not, then Headspace is really good or UCLA is really good. So I, I want people to be able to come away from you know this show and at least have a couple of uh, directions to go in if they want to start a practice. Absolutely. These are fantastic. I know after the show, I'm going to download all of those apps and awesome. head to the UCLA website. <laughs> now, I you mentioned the word spiritual. And, you know, I think so many of us connect mindfulness and meditation with spirituality. Is that always the case? Does it always have to have a spiritual link? Meditation can be your meditation practice. So it's personal to you. It can be spiritual. It, it doesn't have to be. It's really whatever you want it to be. Cause it really is. It really is about just being in the moment. It's again, you're taking that attention away from the wandering mind, bringing it back to what's happening. And if you feel drawn to have a spiritual connection that way, then absolutely. And, and some people don't really want that. And that's fine too. So Mm -hmm. it's so individualized. You can make it whatever you want to make it, however, it's going to work for you. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that perspective because I think for so many of us, we, we like to play the comparison game a little bit of like, you know, should I be practicing the same way as the person next to me is practicing? Mm -hmm. But it sounds very much like it's very individualized and everyone will have a different experience. Yes. Absolutely. You can look at the person meditating next to you and be like, oh, my gosh, they really know what they're doing. And they're so into it. And they can fish and say, oh, my gosh, I just can't get my mind like back to my breath. You, know, you, yes. you, don't, you don't know. It's it's so it's also individual. So why don't we take um, a few minutes to practice a quick guided mindfulness meditation? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's not just get comfortable in your seat if you're sitting or you you may be sitting Kayla but people listening might be (laughs) laying down and that's okay too Um, whatever is comfortable and when you're in that comfortable place just take a long slow deep breath in and then let that go then take another long slow deep breath in And just gently let that go. Then bring your attention to your breath. Just notice it, breathing naturally. Notice your breath floating in and floating out. Just notice it. Notice thoughts coming into into your mind. And then just notice them, just acknowledge them and allow them to float by. There's no judgment, nothing to fix. And just bring your attention back to your breath. And you may find you have to do this several times and that's okay. Just keep bringing your attention back to your breath. So just slowly bring your attention down to your feet If they're touching the floor, just notice the floor beneath them, almost like they're taking root. 
And just notice if you have any tension in your feet. And if you do, just send your breath there. So just as you breathe, just notice if you're holding any tension in your feet and see if that relaxes. And then we'll bring our attention up our legs, our calves, our thighs. Notice if there's any tightness. And send your breath there. And see if there's a release. And if not, that's okay, right? There's no expectations. So it may release, it may not. Wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. And slowly bring your attention up to your seat, to your stomach and your lower back. This is an area that we, one of the areas that we hold a lot of tension in. So we may clench our buttocks or we feel a lot of pain in our lower back or aches. And just notice if you're feeling anything like that now. Again, just continue to breathe naturally. And just in your mind, send your breath there. Notice if there's any release. Again, no expectations. See if it relaxes. Then we'll move up to our chest and our upper back. Again, other areas that can hold a lot of tension. So when you're here, just take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and just feel the expansion of your chest and your back. And then just let that go and see if that release any tension, especially in our chest. See if it brings some relaxation. And then we'll move to our shoulders, our arms, our forearms, our wrists, our hands. And notice if there's any clenching, if you're clenching your fist or digging your hand into, into whatever's around you. Just notice it. See if noticing it helps it to release even a little bit. Just notice yourself in this space. And then we'll move up to your neck and your throat. And notice if, again, if you're holding any tension, any tightness, even up into your jaw, a lot of times that's connected and just Breathe naturally and just notice any feeling that's happening there. And if there's any release, that's great. And if not, that's okay too. Move up to your face, your cheeks, your nose, your eyes, your brow space between your eyebrows, forehead, and the back of your head and the top of your head. 
Again, we just notice we don't judge. There's no supposed to's in, in this process. Just breathe naturally and see if you are tension, holding any tension in those areas. See if you can allow it to release. And just stay in this space for a moment, breathing naturally. Notice if there are any other areas of tension you want to send your breath to. If not, that's okay. Where you are is exactly where you need to be. And just know that you can visit this space anytime you want. So we'll take a moment more. And then when you're ready, take a long, slow, deep breath in. And then let that go. And then we'll take one last, long, slow, deep breath in. And let that go. And then when you're ready, you can start to wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. Feel yourself moving around. Feel your death of your breath deepen as you kind of come back to the room. And then when you feel ready, you can open your eyes. Wow. That was incredible. I hope I hope listeners could hear you talk over my loud breathing. <laughs> but truly, I do feel relaxed. That was really helpful for me. I noticed areas where I felt tension. Um, and I hadn't really given them much thought before. So that was really helpful to just notice those parts of myself that maybe I've been kind of neglecting. And, and sometimes just noticing it helps it to uh, helps it to release. Absolutely. I noticed my jaw was like completely clenched until, yeah. you know, you brought <laughs> attention to it. And then I was like, oh, OK, this is I, I've noticed that I've been holding it, it like this for so long. So that was really oh, nice okay. to feel that release. Oh, I'm glad. One of my favorite parts of your meditation practice here was this idea of no supposed to's mm -hmm. what yeah. a nice reminder as we're practicing that we don't need to show up we just need to be where we are and that's mindfulness right being mm -hmm. where we are no supposed to's no judgment being curious right noticing those parts of ourselves you know being curious mm -hmm. and just know where we are is is okay so that's yeah. mindfulness right there. Oh, I love that. So I like to end always with the question of what listeners can get curious about this week. So what do you hope listeners will get curious about this week? Um, listeners can get curious about um, the possibility of looking into or perhaps starting a meditation practice you know, in in their in their life and what that might look like or get curious about hey you know 
let me take a minute here and just be curious about what would it be like if I just noticed my breath and just didn't judge my thoughts and, and see what that might be like. I think that's something I need to get curious about too. So thank you (laughs) again for, for piquing our interest and getting us kind of connected with ourselves and this idea of mindfulness and Carol, I would love to have you back anytime on the show. Oh, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I appreciate you having me, Kayla. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something today about your own anxiety. If you have questions that you would like answered about anxiety on this podcast, connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at pineapplethepyeg. Enjoyed this podcast and want to help make mental health more accessible? Spread the love by following it, liking it, rating it, and taking it out for dinner. (laughs) Just kidding.